0: the time flies, no, flies yeah, all right so that was dennis wilson with dreamer
1: rest comfortably by quiet world uh, mothers of invention with trouble every day and we're finishing out
2: here with 13 Ford elevators you're gonna miss me and we will see you next Tuesday. yes we
3: will uh, the book that i have on amazon is called peace drums jesus was a hippie and um I love you guys, and thanks for letting me be me. Nobody's complained so far, and it's all being recorded, so you know I can make use of these shows, even if I don't get a lot of feedback right now. Uh, but I think I will sooner or later. And um, you guys have a good week, and, and go with God. God is with you. There is a supernatural. It does hang out with us. It's just trying to help us. And, and ap- it appreciates us. It appreciates the efforts we make to make a peaceful world and to be kind to others. And, you know, we get, we get a lot of rewards for that uh, as far as we feel good. It makes us feel good about ourselves that we do all that. So let me see. I will attempt to put on what we had before. I'm not sure how to. Carry when I can. Oh, here it is. All right, yay. All right, I'll click on this and it should come up again. I don't know what it is. I'll pull this up.
1: Carry the drill. Okay, what, what is this?
3: Okay, good Is it like her. a truck?
1: Yeah, it's a big, empty truck that carries okay. other trucks. Okay. You see how in the future they never move, they sit or they get like escorted while they lie on their back
4: because it looks too goofy.
1: Yeah, so when they shot this, they were also shooting a TV show and they had to do different ratios. So, what a waste of time! Is
4: there a daughter? Is there a daughter?
1: I'm sorry, no, but there's Tintin, there's there's okay, so the the villain.
4: Wouldn't it be great if there was like a little daughter and she was all You know, like she'd be in the pool when they were closing it, Dad. I know. Dad, not now, you, Vicky.
1: You can't. That pool is not sanitary if it's underneath. If underneath is a rocket layer, if that's a rocket launcher, you should not have a pool covering it.
4: Who's that dude?
1: I think that is. That's Virgil. No, that's one. That's yes, Scott.
4: that's Scott. Okay, okay. Look at the fireworks, man. That's like yeah, He's like
1: aggro. Fish. Look at that. It ruins the pool exterior. That you can't you would not want air. to like swim in a smoke encrusted
4: <laughs> Yeah, pool. encrusted is right. OK, now okay. this is Thunderbirds 2, but it's a truck.
1: Yeah, it's a heavy transporter. So it's heavily okay. carrying number th- that green thing. And his, like, so it's under the pool cosmetic, I guess. And this is, like, under hollowed-out brick wall. And not mm-hmm. and he, not only does he beat the it's back hollowed-out but... mountain,
4: like rock, I guess.
1: Yeah, okay, so here comes one. Oh, no, this is three. This is the spaceship. Is already it? a satellite. That right. is Alan. Alan. It Alan is? is the star of the ship. I'm very proud of Alan. We're all very proud of Alan.
4: Okay, wait, is oh. Alan... Three? Thunderbird's three?
1: Alan is three, yes. You're you're taking notes? Gordon, Dad, can I go? Well, I don't think there's going to be any underwater things in space, so no. That's Gordon. He's four.
4: (laughs) Okay, what was Alan in? Not a rocket, like a plane. No, he is in a space rocket. Okay, not a takeoff, like a Saturn V rocket. He's like in a spaceship.
1: Yeah. He's going to be monitoring, like he's going to overswatch it, like they're 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 going to be like babysitting. They're going to be hanging around, making sure this this flight works. We'll Working security. Time of- yeah, right. Nothing happens. Now, so I should mention another character who doesn't show up until twenty five minutes of the film. Her name is Tintin. Okay. And she she's an engineer there. She works there. Her dad is Kentaro, and then her. <laughs> Is Mike, the this hood. is
4: no truck. This yeah. is no truck.
1: I'm trying to tell you that the, the villain's niece works at the Institute as an oh, engineer. Oh,
4: is that so sort of like Gordon. Eye kind of thing?
1: Wait, you out the submarine. You like the submarine action? Uh-huh, <laughs> yes. all. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> the He's got to yeah. hang out. What here's here's Tintin. Decision, Tint? Yes? Yes. I was, it was the right one. I did it.
5: Well, I is Tintin just, just a stereotype? safety of the crew is assured, but what about the saboteurs? Do you think they She's
4: very beautiful. Saboteur? Yes.
1: I don't really, I'm trying to follow the story. Another fan thing I watched was Jerry Anderson Primers, which is on YouTube, and okay. it has, you know, that internet flat voice talking guy, but right. they do every single production the guy's done, because one thing I did for my research, Carl, is I watched the many worlds of Jerry Anderson, which were <laughs> pilots that he did after in the seventies. Uh-huh. He had one of the the Thunderbird puppeteers was a live action cop and space is cop. All space of his police. pilots
4: were puppets. What's that? All of his pilots were puppet shows.
1: No, so oh, there okay. was one. Of, so after I think after Scar, no, he did. Joe 90, I think might've been the last puppet one until then he did UFO. The investigator was hybrid live action puppet. Mm-hmm. This alien wants to investigate earth. So he turns a couple into puppets and they go when they, uh, follow evil people and say, why are you greedy? So greedy. Look at it.
4: Were we seeing human hands? Yeah. And now we're seeing so- rubber hands.
1: So so basically, he needs he needs uh, some of his international agents. So he goes to the only one.
4: Okay, Penelope. which is Penelope. Okay,
1: because in England it's four o'clock. It must be tea time. So the tea kettle has a uh, intercom or something. So that spy. she's
4: just this walking stereotype too.
1: She's like over rich, and she has her chauffeur is like a comedic relief. As a kid, I would remember the Porter uh, Parker. Look at this. Such drama. What's going to happen? Ooh, how dramatic. Someone's in the lounge. How can the director indicate it? How about <laughs> you just have a model ring a bell? You rang. You, you rang. rang. You you rang. rang. Here Let's listen to Parker's voice. I'll call the airport. We're taking off for America with F1
4: immediately.
1: Oh, I guess not. F1 oh. is Fab one They're all going to say FAB. As a sign-off instead of ten four,
4: and she—I
1: don't know what it stands for—but her car is a Fab One, and it's a pink Rolls Royce that has a machine gun in the grill, and some cool James Bondian shit.
4: No, wait—you told me Thunderbirds Two was a truck. You said yes, yes, uh huh, yeah, yes,
1: right, yes, uh huh. It trans—it it transports like a truck. It's gonna land
4: wheels, will come out.
1: No, it—it it carries shit right? It's it's, a, it's, a, it's okay. called a transporter, right? A heavy transporter. Cause it transports like, all right, I'm going to call mechanic. it. So a truck carries shit, right?
4: A Same truck thing. certainly carries shit on its wheels. And good press
6: conference tonight. Oh, no, thanks.
1: They, uh, he did, he did twizzle. He did another kid's show and he said, fuck it. I want to do my own properties. Uh So he had stuff like Supercar and Stingray, and they were like black and white shows, but they would sell to America. And one of the guys who's selling it, you know him from The Muppet Show, the producer of The Muppet Show, his name is Lou Grade, Mm L-E-W-G-R-E-D-E. Look at this. Okay, so there is an astronaut interview. So they're interviewing the Mars people. Okay. She's a spy, and the interview is that they use those phones from the bars in the eighties, uh, where you sit down and you call a, another table to talk to a guy.
4: Oh, I remember that.
1: Yeah, so this is how the press. She's posing as a press uh, journalist, and she's saying, you, "She's saying, listen, I'm part of Fab FAB. Uh, I'm going to give you something.
4: That's absolutely I fabulous. That I would like to tell my readers that you'll be wearing it during the flight."
1: So, She's I want to you to wear
4: – yeah. So it's neat. It It's not a rotary phone. Like, I want to say, look, guys, it's a rotary phone from right. history. But no, it's – that's some of their fancy – There you go. You
1: got a package.
4: Right.
1: Okay, check out the hands. Ready for the hands? Real hands. Yeah. Coming okay. up. <laughs> yeah. And roll them. That's a perfectly good Spiegelman hand. <laughs> yep, go ahead, put it in there, you freak. Okay, now
4: the hand's Everybody back. Everybody gets that reference to Fishburgers. <laughs> I like, like the bony features of the hand. Hand chopping
1: network. You can find that on Fishburgers YouTube. And there's a note. Dun, dun, dun. Must be Penelope. Don't be so obvious. What are you, tacky? There's the hand again. Creepy.
4: <laughs>
1: oh, my God. So, basically, that's a bug. Now they can monitor what's going on. and if But there's why didn't consent
4: and agree to do it? He's not a spy.
1: No, but he's concerned. I don't know if he was the one who was against, but, you know, as one of the Americans, Mars Space he out. Oh, here it is,
4: Wait, we're second trying time. This time we've this... got security.
1: We got, H, we got a TB one, Thunderbird
7: two.
4: But what is John doing during all of this? Because it was John's Gordon in outer space. Out. We don't communicate
1: with John okay. until later, which is now bizarre. There's Scott. They're Alan. That's Alan in three. He's in outer space, and they're talking to Alan. They're not even talking to John.
4: Okay. Okay.
1: Alan is that. doing all of John's work. Oh, what? check out this fucking car! I still
4: don't know who John is.
1: John is the fifth brother, right? And who is currently in a space satellite orbiting the Earth?
4: Oh, that, that's that Thunderbird that called, Five.
1: Yes, that's Five. Thunderbird Five is a space, space orbiting station. Okay. Yeah. Not to be, what's confused? I get him confused with Alan, who has a
4: space rocket. Right, right, right. And Alan's more go-to. I just saw a Rolls-Royce today in real in real life. I was walking around my block for my health, and there was a Rolls-Royce passing. So you know what I did? What did I you do? Snub, I snubbed it. I made sure I didn't look at it. I made sure the driver knew I was not checking out the Rolls-Royce. Oh, good. Yeah.
1: yeah, don't give him that
4: pleasure. Oh, that's right. That's right. So I, I, I made it clear that I had my headphones on. And I put my hoodie, you know. It's a pink Rolls Royce.
8: Right.
1: Okay, so now they are uh, getting, they're monitoring. They have the lapel bug. Yeah. And they're going to, they communicate. Oh, here comes the communication. See, Is they it? don't, she doesn't even understand. Thanks to the future, there's a Whoa. TV monitor right there.
4: It's um.
7: Negative.
4: FaceTime?
1: Okay, now, Was it?
4: FaceTime. She's FaceTiming him. Yeah. Do you have an iPhone, Mike?
1: Well, I, you know, my car has a Zoom monitor under the seat, <laughs> so you can continue your Zoom conference calls while driving. And when I Uber, people get in, they transfer. My car has Zoom an ejector
4: call. seat. Uh huh. On, on Sandy's side. Your right foot. On on Sandy's yeah.
1: side. sandy side. Okay, now check this out. Hey, Dr. Grant. How about you, Dr. Grant? Are you okay? You okay, Dr. Grant? Oh, hang on. You know Covid's over. You don't need
4: to wear a mask! Oh no! What's oh, the hood? Some security Thunderbirds!
3: The guy's yeah, got a gun. Fucking,
4: Who brings a fucking gun to a Mars? Put up plane. your hands! No, 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 the fake hands! Put up the fake hands! Oh? Uh-oh.
1: Beat borp litter. <laughs> now, a lot of these are, are models. Like, they went to model kits and took pieces. A lot of them are, like, toothpaste tube jar uh, lids or whatever.
9: Mm-hmm. They yeah. did whatever they could. That's him,
4: okay, here we go. Now,
6: he's uh, not in do. fab,
4: right? She's in fab. She's fab,
1: yeah. Well, she ends everything with FAB. Let's see if we hear her say it. Look at all this techno garb gibberish. F A B. F A B. FAB. This is FAB.
4: Oh, they don't say.
1: Okay, form. They
4: say FAB.
1: In America. In I was like, in America is in a motor car.
4: <laughs> in America. In a motor car.
1: So he was on a spaceship going to Mars. Wearing Whoa! a mask and holding a gun. One of the guys gets wind of it. He runs off, hops off the space the shuttle, gets to the ground floor where the spies are waiting for him. He gets into his car, and now we have the shootout. Oh, okay. his car chase.
4: Take that, you fucking fabbit.
1: You know, NASA does have a gun turret at the entrance.
4: A <laughs> gun turret? A <laughs> little
1: okay. extreme. All right, the real doctor, real Doctor Grant, is in this building.
4: Ah, granted.
1: Granted. Think we take that doctor for granted?
6: immediately, and locate the whereabouts of Doctor Grant. We don't know his condition, but providing he's okay, bring him over to central control
4: immediately. And that's my orders. Grant, here, no. Trevor, Martin, Brad, Newman, Newman, Jerry, Newman. He's got a good start, that is bloody. Oh, my God, that's horrible. That's his Cockney accent? Oh, that's Yeah, so
1: horrible. there's the hood going.
4: But, you know, he's ugly, and he sounds ugly. It's fun. They're imperfect puppets. I know. It, he, it is fun. He sounds like he, it's like the 1860s, and he's in a horse carriage, you know? Oh, my lady, governor. I mean, it's so Cockney.
1: I just I just feel like all these people, even these Americans oh, right here, uh in real life would be a little slovenly, right? They're a little off, like an, Oh, how'd you find out about it? Well, I don't know. Oh, he goes, I guess Lady Penelope's good luck charm is not gonna help me anymore. Goes to the ground, it was a transistor.
4: It was a good luck all along because it was wait, but, you so know wait, he her. wasn't part of it. He was go- he got tricked.
1: She got- gave him a trinket saying, here's a good luck trip for Mars. Once you wear this metal thing in outer space, he's like, Great. Okay, okay what are they gonna do, Carl? The boat obviously with the fake thing underneath went away.
4: Whoa, you can't do no oh,
1: Jesus You are course.
4: fired. You are fucking fired.
1: Now as kids would we'll be like, This makes sense, right? This makes total sense. It's a motor, it has a hydro lift or something.
4: Is that a Jesus car because it's driving on water?
1: On water, because the little models can't really show it otherwise. Whoa! Look at that, hydrofoil.
4: Uh Uh-oh, it's that dude who hopped off the rocket.
1: I don't understand this guy. He doesn't show up after this scene, Carl, for the rest of this movie. and This is a long movie. Here we are, watching it again.
4: And he's part of Hydra, Hail Hydra.
1: I hate when they put this on. There's no feeling. Right? Sorry, Melania, we've got a flat. Yeah, I thought we'd go on the water just for the (laughs) halibuts. You see, the drama is just the models, the action in the background. Like, you know, it's exciting.
4: The mu- mannequins.
1: You can see the clouds behind them. Alright, once already again. we've
4: seen this.
1: It's again, the second time, and it's the same police cars.
4: I think as a director, and as a, you know, just as a... he shouldn't show us that again, exactly, you know...
1: Whoa! Miss, helped. miss, 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 miss. How can they miss? And who is shooting at them, Carl? I know the hood. Is this the hood's organization?
4: Oh, okay. So it's not Hydra. It's hood. The hood. But
1: n- no, or the guy's name. The guy's name is the hood. Okay. So there's no organization. I don't know who this is in this helicopter. Okay. Permission to shoot the helicopter, me lady. Yes, Parker. <laughs> I give you permission make to a, shoot the.
4: Make a U-turn.
1: You, you, you,
4: you.
1: Now, milady? Now, now paka. Now, there it
0: is. Look gug, out, in the future. Gug, Everyone gug, gug,
6: has a gun. Gug, right? Look at that screen. Gug, 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 gug. A um, little uh, fire,
4: Shane. Yes.
1: <laughs> I can't hear you. Just shoot me already. On the first go, Carl.
4: It's going to crash right into them.
1: It's going to crash. That's for sure.
4: And the oily water, it exploded (laughs) before it landed. Whoa, I love that effect. Get away from it. Burning water. It's the oil and water.
1: It, the explosion happened before it landed, and then another explosion happened in front of it. <laughs> and I have no idea who's in this helicopter. It's the fourth time watching this movie. I don't know.
4: Did he take off the hat out of respect to? The... Oh, there goes.
1: There it is, going Zero to Mars. X.
4: There goes Zero X.
1: Why do they go to Mars? They gotta get Doctor Pierce. What do you mean, Doctor Pierce is on Mars? Well, there, that's there's five five men on this. Yeah, but they're going right. to Mars. They're going to Mars. Doctor Grant, Grant Doctor Pierce, Pierce, Trevor Martin, Brad Newman. Yeah, Captain Paul Trevor here, Captain Space <laughs> Captain Greg. That's the thing. Like, one captain's gonna do like Earth, and then once they hit the space, he's like, "Move over, it's my turn to drive." Oh, really? <laughs> Oh, the space captain. Now, this is just going to go on. Okay, hey, look. So, there's uh, Alan. Scott.
4: Scott.
1: No, Alan. No,
4: Alan. Alan. Ugh, I keep messing that up. Alan is in the spaceship.
1: And now we like Alan. Alan is the hero of this movie. We couldn't do everything out without Alan. (laughs) Oh, there's one funny scene with these three puppets that I'm going to try to find. Okay. But one of the puppets, I think it's Bob or what have you, uh, sacrifices himself. He's, he stays on Brad uh-huh. or what? Not or Bob and one of them, and I don't know if it's, it's Bob, but one of them departs, goes, bye Paul. <laughs> like, it's just like, <laughs> he's like, I'll, I'll stay here. You guys go. And he's like, bye Paul.
4: <laughs> it <was> pretty funny.
1: <laughs> LB lift. Buttons. Oh,
4: that was another hand.
1: Yeah, and a glove. Whoa! In oh, the future, technology are just buttons to say four against open. <laughs> no other purpose.
4: Zero. It's like X. Your phone is one out.
1: All right. Well, so things are good. So now we're going to Mars.
4: Okay. Excellent.
1: Yeah. Where did I put my oh
4: there we go? If they shun you from Mars, if you're not allowed on Mars, you're Martian. Whoa! Fish burgers.
9: Escape velocity reached.
1: Okay, a lot of techno gibberish.
4: I'll tell you this guy.
1: Jerry Anderson, one of the things I really like about him is that for episodic television and for these movies, the stories always swing big. Okay. You know, there's always so much story and there's so many organizations and someone involved and they're going to Mars, they're doing this, and <laughs> Yeah, you never remember the you remember the story. Like so from what I understand, Thunderbirds, the form, the formula was you would have ten minutes of a family. And Jerry Anderson said, said, we want the children to relax and see a family, and there's nothing going on. And then 10 minutes into it, there's peril, right? The, the volcano blows up, or the train starts to falter, and they need international rescue, and they come in. And there's always a there the deadline. Yeah, there's always like, you got two minutes to get this done. The timer's on. They always have like this extra gravitas, and there's explosions constantly. And they save them at the end, and then that's the end. Here, Excellent. you know, it starts off with, with zero X, so it's not really a family.
4: Oh. Uh, yeah. Right, 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 right.
1: But here we are. All right. Okay, Those now here, now this is the this is where this movie goes off the deep end. They're okay. going to slap each other's back. So they did it. They got the, the fucking zero X and to go to oh, Mars. It's off
4: to Mars, and they're successful. It's take over. them
1: like 12 weeks to get to Mars. And Hood didn't – 12 weeks. Hood tried to – I don't know what his stake was, other than general sabotage. Okay, okay, I had to wait for Parker to park the car for me to make this call.
4: <laughs> Saboteur. How did, it
1: go? How did it go? She goes F A B. Does not explain what that fucking means at all.
4: <laughs> it was
10: a fat night called the Swing Star.
1: Okay. There's a fab nightclub called the Swinging Star in my hotel. You want to go? And then Virgil pops up. Hey, I couldn't help it over here. Can I go? <laughs>
11: of course.
1: And then wait a I sure am. <laughs> now here comes young Allen, twenty-four year old, but acts like a fucking whiny baby Allen.
4: Oh, he's going to
1: that they're all going to the Shooting Star. Where? Uh,
11: they had the
1: star. They See. The nightclub, we're just
11: going out. Be back here in the morning.
1: Well, what about work? Look at this. So, Alan is like, he doesn't need to walk. He's just using the Space Age couch to move him over there. And speaking of Space Age, they're all talking through the portraits, so you don't see them moving. Right, you see and Now, the Alan's eyes. hopping on. He's sitting, <laughs> saying, give the boys a break. They'll be fine tomorrow. They've been doing it. All right, I'll have a nightclub, you say. Have a good time. Ah, all right. Thanks, Dad.
8: Thanks, Dad. I've had a race with the grand field. Now, here's
1: the
12: we doing everybody? Can you hear me Nick? Are you on the air?
6: Yeah good Christ. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen for the full half an hour of an hour long radio show. <laughs> yeah.
12: Well it is typically two hours but uh, traffic was awful tonight and uh, that is completely my fault. We're learning things um, for anybody who is listening and is like, what the hell is going on? This is the Badgers and Jam podcast coming on. It is our third week recording. I also have Raphael Wolfgang here. Uh, he just walked in.
13: Can you hear me? He,
12: we can hear you.
13: Okay, cool. How's it going, everybody?
12: It is going great. Go ahead. And, hey, say something else. Who, who, tell us about yourself. Let me let me get that mic set up the right way for you. Derek. Oh,
13: sure. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, it's Raphael Wolfgang here. I got gotcha. you. Uh, Bay Area, oh, that was it, okay. <laughs> you can finish what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was like, you're done talking now. <laughs>
12: I just, hey, I figured out the mic. Anyway, so we today go. we have a real <laughs> guest, you guys. We have a real guest on the air with us from Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, Rafi is also a wonderful guest. He'll be here regularly <laughs> commenting. <laughs>
13: And not the real guest. Not though. to overshadow. The real guest is. Uh, I live is with in you. Arizona. Okay.
12: Um, <laughs> those facts. Those but facts. Uh, we have Nick Gonzaga on the air. Um, the elusive Nick Gonzaga. That's what I like to call him anyway. And uh, yes. yes, and Nick, you I'm are. I'm like
6: the JD Challenger of dick
7: jokes.
12: <laughs> All right. Yeah. We can go. That's how we can introduce you for the whole show. Just no other explanation needed. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Nick hosted with me on uh, KDIF uh, in Arizona, which was a dope, uh, we had a dope radio show called Gones After Curfew, and it was out of like an abandoned school nurse's office, which was really, you started that and brought me into it, it was not my thing, that was all you, and then you kind of like introduced yeah, me. Yeah, I was going to gonna say, uh,
6: you were, <laughs> I was going to say, the show was like named after me, wasn't it?
12: yeah, it was named after you, but like we, you know it was our like it was our thing aside from like
6: truthfully, you, you, I could you... not have done it without you yeah I'm not you, a good computer guy.
12: you had these like amazing bursts of inspiration and you would just stay there for like six hours after we would record a show and you would like you called me one night and you were like I scrapped the whole recording of our show and I put together this thing called the Watergate episode and I was like, what (laughs) it was awesome though. it was really dope but yeah it was um it was cool you were the you were really the the driving force behind like every show's itinerary theme and like talking points and i was really like designing and kind of documenting everything and then also there talking with you but you really brought the show um
6: i i did my best i did my best i i had some good ideas um but I, I shit, man! I I wish they would have paid us for it because I would have done it forever. And I feel like you and me were the only ones like trying to do anything with that. I remember we got like in touch with the news, and they were like, "Yeah, we want to come down to the station and like do a story about your radio station." And they were like, "Oh no, don't don't invite anybody here." I'm like, "No, but there's four people listening, and two of them work here, so." <laughs> Do you want exposure?
12: <laughs> like, what the fuck? Raphael's is also laughing at that. <laughs> yeah, I, because that's like kind of we like. I was just talking to the host that is on the show before me. She has Peace Drums, um, and her name is Joan. She's really cool. Or like her show is about, is called Peace Drums. And um, mm-hmm. we were just saying like we need to get some some good data on how many people are listening because we'll joke and be like we don't know how many people are actually listening. But then we have like comedians who will, you know, write in and and chat when there's technical issues. So like we know that we have a community around us. But yeah, like I want to get more exposure too. we had an open mic, though, where a taxi driver drove by the station and he was like, I'm listening to the open mic right now in the in the cab, which was so dope. What the fuck? Yeah. Like on the street. It was really I think Raphael might have been the one on stage when it happened.
6: Uh, Yeah, I think at KDIM we had like a one mile radius. Band, I don't know what you would call it, but uh, it didn't get very far. If you passed baseline, you couldn't hear the station anymore. So right. yeah. <laughs> I know. It's I like had, a one-mile listening radius.
12: I had a couple of people who were like, I can't, I, it's not working for me. And I was like, well, you're too far. I don't know what to tell you.
6: <laughs> uh- yeah. <laughs> you got to tune in on the Internet. Otherwise, you can't hear it on, like, the real radio, even though, like, we're a radio station. So you're going to get, like, listener data. And then it's going to turn out Emily's like, the good news is we have a following. The bad news is they're all damn dirty hippies with no money.
12: I mean, that's the same. Um, it seems like no matter where you start a radio show, that seems to kind of be the case.
6: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the I, only you know, way you can go down is if it's AM. <laughs>
12: right. We're calling, or you're calling us right now, you're calling the deep mission of San Francisco. So... It's really not Deep that different mission. from the vibe that we had in South Phoenix.
6: Deep mission sounds like a porno.
12: It kind of is on the streets.
13: <laughs> yeah, two girls, one cup. <laughs>
12: <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of pornos, you've been making some cool videos lately.
13: Yeah. <laughs>
6: <laughs> what? I have with the uh, the company that I, that I manage uh, the warehouse for. Um, they have, well, uh, our marketing is not very good. So I was like, uh, yeah, I could probably put something together. And, uh, I, I made a few videos and they're like, holy shit, this is really good. Um, can you do more? And I was like, well, can you pay more?
12: So, <laughs> so they are paying so, you for that. That's
0: awesome.
6: Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm billing them. I am technically a contractor, so uh, I'm billing for it, but, um, you know, I could be getting paid more. Since, uh, since I started doing it, our, our sales have, have definitely shot up because our uh, our Instagram presence and Facebook and TikTok are, are getting a lot more views uh, since I started producing content. So, so that's always a good thing. I could always use uh, a few less holes in my socks, I guess. So... <laughs>
12: Uh, yeah that's the truth I mean that's it it's interesting that you bring that up because it's like part of the whole the idea behind this show right is talking about things like that that kind of apply to all different crafts you know but also apply to comedy because we do a lot of comedy here at uh, uh, Mutiny. but it's like that's true for for pretty much anything right is that the impact of like doing that kind of self-promotion but then it's also like what is the impact on you and like Personal life. I want to get into. um, I was going to say too, like how we met. For everybody listening, it's pretty funny. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Do you want to? Do you want to describe that, or should I describe? You know, I have a joke about that place now.
6: Yeah, you were like, uh, "Jesus Christ!" Emily was a literal child. Okay, that's how we're going. (laughs) Started working at this office um, that I worked at. It was a terrible job. It was a terrible job, um, but uh, Emily started working there, and then she was uh, like the only one that was under forty. So <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Hey, you're a good computer person. We could use someone who's good with computers." So um, you st- I guess you, you st- I think you started on the phones with the rest of us peasants, and then you got booted up to live chat, and then I came shortly after because they're like, "Oh, this guy." We got to keep them away from like the general public. And then, um, and then, (laughs) yeah, that was a wild ride. Yeah. That place is, uh, they're out of business, which is funny. I don't know if you remember, I wrote that like seven page fucking resignation letter. Oh my
12: God. You should, honestly, you should tell that story. (laughs) This is the greatest quitting I've ever seen of somebody in a business. And I do have a joke oh, about this, and it includes, like, it includes sending the guy the hamburger ingredients on live chat, like, PSAPs, throwing key cards at me, everything. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that was wild. I, I remember, like, the last, like, six months we were there, I just didn't give a fuck. And you were smart. You left before all of us. You are like, all right, I'm doing something else. And I, I remember we used to, like, harass you on Facebook and send you, like, Photo, like a uh, little uh, screen grabs of your email that was like, Emily has been away from her live chat or from her, uh, uh, instant messenger for, uh, 72 days. <laughs> we just be <laughs> like, where are you at? Oh. And then you like had that typo in your name too. It said emailing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, when I resigned, um, I did it pretty smart. What I did was, <laughs> I found another job and then the day I was supposed to start the new I had like 108 hours of PTO saved up. So I convinced like the new manager that I was going to take like a two-week vacation. And then when all of the vacation time was like spent, I just started calling out sick every day until all of my sick time was spent. And then like the day I came back, I, I was planning on quitting around noon at lunch. But I was so hungover, I just said, fuck it, and hit send on that email that I drafted, like, for the, the previous, like, seven months. Um, and I sent it, uh, like, nationwide to the entire, literally, like, everybody in the entire
12: It was a company. work of art. It was so many paragraphs, and it was very well-spoken. Like, it was the first time I felt like I really, I've seen you shine a few times. Like, when you do impressions, or you really fucked with, like, one of the managers, but... Besides that, oh, know.
6: man. That, that's still one of my proudest moments uh, was quitting that job. And then um, when that, like, the manager that was supposed to take over. Um, by the way, I found out from uh, a mutual friend of ours who was in a supervisor position. He told me that morning, he goes, dude, um, just FYI, when Jen takes over in a few days, like, she is planning on shit-canning you. So you, whatever you're going to do, you better do it quick. <laughs> if I was smart, I would have let her fucking fire me. Cause then I could have collected uh, unemployment, but I didn't do shit. I already started a new job. I was getting double paychecks for like, for like almost a month, like leading up to quitting. So I quit and then she, I saw her like coming down the hallway, um, So I told her to go fuck herself, and then I lit a cigarette just as the elevator doors were closing.
12: FYI, guys, uh, this is not a bit. This is really Nick's life. (laughs) (laughs)
6: Yeah. And then as soon as the doors opened again when I got to the ground floor, I was like, oh, shit, she is petty enough to call the cops. Because I remember they had just outlawed smoking in Arizona uh, around then. So I just ran for my life for the bus stop and uh, it was like an indiana jones movie it just showed up right when i need it <laughs> and then i got on the bus and then i went home and uh yeah i threw up uh like you know shortly after i got off the bus because i had to run and i was hung over um, so oh shit that's how that went and yeah. now they're bankrupt and they're closed and um yeah all of those people can eat a dick
12: um <laughs> The, like the the comic value in your resignation letter was so strong and that's what's mm. that's why so I wanted to have you on this show just because I think you're such an interesting like human you know but it's also yeah. it's hard to know what to call you because you creatively reinvent yourself like every so often you know in different ways and like what the last time I saw you in person it was for like a video game night and then you played the dish do for us. But then like, Raffi's like, yeah, because Raffi Raffy plays the didgeridoo for sleep apnea.
13: <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, well, you That's didn't have funny. to make it sound less cool. I paused to yeah. see if you wanted to interject, and you just looked at me. I just... <laughs> Uh, I, well, uh, the Robbie secret plays, to... Uh, Robbie plays a di- the didgeridoo to cure his erectile dysfunction. <laughs> and that's
6: worse. You, yeah, I, I didn't even think of that. But uh, what I was going to say is the secret to constantly reinventing myself is um, continuous periodic trauma. That's the secret, folks. <laughs> that's
12: also the secret to becoming a comedian.
6: Yeah, <laughs> that too. It's just uh, have your life ruined over and over again and then make fun of it.
12: We did, uh, we got into some, like, serious topics last week that I, I didn't even, like, I asked, um, I had two other local comedians on that. Rafi and I are, uh, we love as friends, but also I uh, think are very talented. Emma Brennan and Mark Neuer were here. And um, I was asking them how they got into comedy, and we ended up, like, getting into some real shit, because it's always, it feels like it's always real shit behind some things that you think would be the most lighthearted Crafts, right like that may not be the most eloquent way to say it but like I was watching I binge watch weird stuff on YouTube all the time and I was watching uh the David the secret the truth or whatever dark truth behind David Blaine's magic uh-huh. and um yeah that dude has like a seriously dark past just like yeah his- he's a weirdie. I mean, he's it's cool, but it's like it's wild, you know. Like he's been through a lot of pain. I think that's just no, like a
13: commonality. D- David Blaine is a creep. Like, <laughs> if, like, have you seen interviews with him? He is a creepy man. <laughs> like, if he Hot wasn't like in from a, Rafi, if he wasn't an incredible magician, uh, dude, have you seen interviews with him? He talks like a fucking i don't know he's got like this real slow drawl and he's got these i mean he's eyes. put
12: himself through some incredible things like he has to have brain damage
13: all I, all i'm saying is that oh I, dude thousand. Ninety percent confident women get uncomfortable around David <laughs> I mean, one
6: thousand percent
13: one thousand percent you'd be an just to
6: build I, like, off of that yeah right if he wasn't an incredible magician i would be like is this guy on a fucking watch list or like is he <laughs> legally allowed to be around this
13: school like his, he has the personality of a sex offender. It's unbelievable.
6: Mm. <laughs> he has the, uh, he has the sex appeal of a school bus fire.
12: This is when I really need my Chris Hansen impression to be better. I've been working on it. How yeah,
6: Why been working Why on Don't you it? have a C?
12: A little bit, yeah, yeah.
6: I you love Wait, you sent her do, do pictures a Chris from Hansen?
12: your webcam, Nick? Are you sure?
13: Oh, that's pretty good.
6: That's <laughs> so, so good. <laughs> no, Chris Hansen's like. I'm looking at the transcripts. It says, I'd like to see you on cowboy boots.
12: <laughs> Dude, yes. You're, you've always that been the best. Good. And he's always been the best at impressions. And he used to make weird voices of me at the call center, too. And we were laughing earlier because <laughs> he said 2.0, ready to go. And we used to work next to each other on the phones. And it was like, like I considered stabbing myself in the eye with a pencil like multiple times a day. Inic would always 2.0, like, ready to go. And he would like turn around in his chair and like slap his stomach at me and like <laughs> and then I remember, yeah. you were like saying weird stuff about feet for a while and then I wore flip flops mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't have cute feet and you were like, brr you made this horrible noise and you like spun around in your chair. <laughs>
6: yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but you know, I've grown and matured. Um, you know, all I can say to that is hell yeah, I suck toes.
12: <laughs> no, that's getting chopped up for an audio clip later, 100%. Um.
6: <laughs> a man grows. Um, well, what were you going to say? What, what did you, you, I, I got a hat, by the way, Emily. I just got a hat for my birthday, Sorry. and it's a picture of Zoidberg in the rowboat, and it just says, I broke your television.
12: I was about to be like, Will you do Zoidberg?
6: You want like the full Zoidberg story?
12: You don't have to do the whole story. I was just gonna be like, will you just like bust out something weird? I don't know.
6: I mean, I could bust it out, but I think the story is important. Okay, so, all right, <laughs> I'll, I'll give the I'll try to give the abridged version here. So, this, this the guy the who does version. Zoidberg's voice, Billy West, he uh he he used two different voices to make Zoidberg's voice. So the first one is uh. Is a an actor named Edwin who, like, he played the uh he played the Mad Hatter for like Disney's uh, Alice in Wonderland. So he's the guy that's like, "Happy birthday!" <laughs> um, wait, <laughs> uh, but then there's also Lou Jacoby, who was in this movie, and he has like a really deep, like marble mouth kind of voice that's like, "I'm sorry, I stole from the children." So Lou Jacoby's one of the voices, but then the other voice, um, the other voice is, uh, oh Christ, if I can remember who it is, it, it was another, uh, it's another famous actor. Um, but anyway, uh, you put the two together. I fucked the whole thing up. Whatever. You can scrap this. <laughs> uh, but, I liked it. Um, but yeah, but the other voice, I can't remember the, the guy's name, but, um, but anyway, you put the two voices together and you get, "Young lady, bring me a sandwich from the dumpster." <laughs> Soildberg could <work> it <laughs> maybe.
13: It's awesome, right? That's a really good impression,
12: <laughs> <laughs> I've
6: been
12: telling yeah, you. I that do for while. you do good ones,
6: yeah. Oh, and George Jessel was the other voice. He like he was like a vaudeville actor. son george from the like you know his mom forgot who he is and then yeah you know you mix that with lou jacoby that's like i'm sorry i stole from the children and that's how you get young lady bring me a sandwich from the dumpster
12: (laughs) dude they're so good that's like your best one right you did who was it that did the family guy one that was um that was one of the guys from Calabrese, right? Oh, you know what I didn't Oh, Bob. Yeah.
6: Bob I, does a really good Joe. Yes. Uh yeah, Bob does a really good Joe from family guy. And then one of my new ones is just uh Larry from the Three Stooges. <laughs> You're about to do Be it. careful, mo. Rackum. Hey, Moe, I broke your stock dishes.
13: Dude, I couldn't even tell if that was a good impression or not. I haven't seen the Three Stooges since 1930. It was a good impression, wasn't it? <laughs> Wait, how old are you? I'm oh 26. Lord. Oh, Christ!
6: You guys are—you're uh, a child. Well, I—where'd you find him, Emily? You've been hanging out the fucking preschool.
12: Okay, and now I've been outed on the radio. <laughs>
6: That was yeah, the whole know. thing like when we started working together. I think I was 26 and Emily was like 17. And uh that was that was like me and Ezra's job was like to keep the creepy Mormons away from Emily.
12: <laughs> there was one creepy Mormon. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
6: yeah. Um, well,
12: and you guys didn't keep him away from me. I made up a story and left his apartment. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> God, I oh, guess. I forgot that you like out with him, I was like, "Why did you do that?"
12: Just because he see, he was very earnest. I don't know.
6: Yeah, but then he was, I was uh, like,
12: "This dude is like just fair." I I just look. I don't want to out somebody on the radio for something embarrassing. Oh yeah, call, he
6: deleted I, like, me like <laughs> in. I want to. He deleted me after Obama got reelected.
12: Well, he like quit his job and then decided to go work at Jimmy John's. Which honestly, Wait, where did he go work? Jimmy John's.
6: Really? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But. I remember he was, like, such a bro, but, like, he was, like, fully, like, he was, like, fully committed to, like, the religion in, in the sense that, like, he didn't drink caffeine, like, no Red Bull or coffee or anything like that. He didn't smoke weed but he was like such a bro and i was like are you sure you don't smoke weed? and he was like yeah bro i i don't do any of that stuff.
12: He really did. Yeah, looking back now, it does, he does seem like the type of person who would have. But...
6: Yeah. Uh, I thought he did, but i guess he didn't. But that's neither here nor there. I wonder if he makes a good sandwich.
12: <laughs> Hopefully. He's risen to I mean, you think good standard in life. So, (laughs) why, what gets you so interested in, like, studying, like, the blending of the voices that go into a character? Or, like, what are some great characters that inspire you?
6: You know, um, I think a big part of it was, like, it's, did you ever see the movie Cable Guy?
12: Maybe Um, once if I saw it, but I mean, I don't like vividly remember
6: it. So part of the story of that movie is that, um, like his, his mom was never home. So all he did was watch TV and that was kind of like how I grew up. It was like very little supervision, which, uh, in part kind of explains why I was such a feral child. Um, but I, like, I grew up listening to the radio and watching TV and just like trying to mimic um, trying to mimic everything that I saw and heard and I mean if you would have told me 30 years ago when I was like eight years old that that you know somebody would eventually pay me to do shit like this, I, I, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have believed it, albeit you know it's not like I'm making Jeff Ross money or anything. But, um,
12: bro, Jeff Ross but, is the yeah, weirdest like that. example. <laughs> that guy is yeah. like a lizard now. I mean, he's rich as fuck, <laughs> but like, he's so weird.
6: <laughs> Dude, he does What's even like funnier a is 10 years ago, <laughs> Jeff if Ross I would have totally said, uh, it's not like I'm making Jeff Ross money, people would have <laughs> laughed. But, geez, that fucker's blown up since uh, Norm and Bob and Gilbert all died. We should open up an FBI file into Jeff Ross. He probably killed those fuckers. But anyway, um, I just uh, like I just grew up mimicking all that stuff. I remember like um, like the Three Stooges thing was one of them. Um, just uh, uh, there, like one of them I've been playing with lately is, uh, is Vincent Price. You know who Vincent Price is? I could. He died way before you guys were born. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely before your boyfriend was born. But, Good. um, okay. <laughs> Vincent Price, Vincent Price was, uh, he was like, um, he was always in scary movies. So he's the, uh, the main star in like the original house on haunted hill, um, the wax museum, all these old scary movies from like the fifties and sixties. And he would be in, um. Uh, he would be in these scary movies with like Boris Karloff and and Peter Lorre, um, and Peter Lorre is the guy who Billy West modeled Wren's uh, voice from Red and Stimpy. That's that's actually a funny segue. So Wren is is modeled after Peter Lorre, and and Stimpy is actually um, a very happy Larry from the Three Stooges. So instead of like, uh, um, uh, Christ, how do I say so? If you really listen to it, um, to Ren and Stimpy, you can tell it's just a hyped up Larry from the Three Stooges. So it's like instead of happy, happy, joy, joy, it's like happy, happy, joy, joy. And then uh, Peter Laurie is is basically Ren. Um, but anyway, so Vincent Price was in all these old like scary movies, and and he would say something like, uh, "Oh, come now, dear." Let us move on to the dirigible or something, <laughs> something like that.
12: <laughs> I enjoy these so much. I just want to put them together later and like, put them all back to back. Uh, <laughs> I, I woke
6: uh, up like an hour ago for this, so I, I, I'm i on my second cup of coffee.
12: Thank you for waking up. I'm sorry I was late. I'm going to have you on more than once, and next
6: time I won't be late.
12: <laughs> and I'll, I'll right. have, I'm well, getting better and better with the tech every week, too, so. Um,
6: oh good. Yeah. Well, I remember we had we had kind of a learning curve when we started at KDIF too. I was like, wait, so we didn't record any of this?
12: <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh no, my
6: god. You didn't record any.
12: That was that was the worst when the, our show wasn't recorded. They have a pretty good system for that here. Like, uh, it it automatically like uploads the sh- the show. I mean, obviously, like you could be listening to it right now, but as soon as it's over, there's also a downloadable file um and the oh, like, yeah and then it's we have a backup saved to the computer so um like later tonight if you go if anybody wants to listen to this and you go to mutiny.fm and you go to shows and then you just go to the index you can click on badgers and jam and all the episodes are in there for some reason the well, first sick. episode on that list is um not real i think it was like because it's they were not real it. the first ep- the first episode on there is like not I think it was just that time slot from the week before we started. It's not a perfect system, you guys. You know, we're a tiny station, but the
6: wait. <laughs> do you do this nightly or weekly?
12: Weekly, we're doing it every Wednesday, and so right now we're recording the episodes live here, which is why we're mm-hmm. able to like you know play music and, and say whatever. But I've got to do a little bit of work and get us on hopefully a streaming service soon, um, and then there will be some shortened versions of episodes. We'll be getting a Patreon going. And uh, it's, it should be super cool. I'm excited about it.
6: Well, that's cool. Next week uh, on Wednesday at 6 o'clock, I'll program my VCR to record <laughs> Mutant Radio while I'm napping.
12: All right. Sick. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. It'll be, it will be available <laughs> for you on the computer. All right. Well,
6: listen. Uh, is it over? <laughs> <laughs>
12: hey. Are you ready to go back to bed? Is that why you're asking me?
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do have to move. So here's the good news. Uh, like, the bad news is that I have to move. But the good news is that it's, uh, it's to a different apartment that's, like, 40 feet away. <laughs> so I'm still mulling over if I'm going to hire, like, a moving company.
12: Oh, I thought you meant you have to, like, move right now.
6: like. Oh, well, I mean, I, I got to, like, start packing shit. I don't know. Why I might use some of my charm on the neighbors. Like, hey, I'll do an impression for you if you uh, carry this um, Simpsons arcade over uh, to number 135.
12: <laughs> I think we should hire you to come out here and do impressions in the streets of San Francisco to promote the comedy festival.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I'll make a list of my greatest hits.
12: I still wish that you, I have always wished that you would do like comedy or voice.
6: You know that. Uh, I I saw that one of your questions was like, why didn't I get into comedy? And I'll tell you a short story about that before I go. Okay. But I tried to go to a couple of different open mics. And uh, the the truth is that in Arizona, comedy, like, uh, stand-up is, like, very gate-kept. So I went to these open mics, and then, uh, like, the guy who was signing people was like, oh, yeah, you're too late, man. Sorry. And then, like, fifteen minutes later, it was like five minutes of showtime. Um, some girl sat down at the table next to mine, and she's like telling her friend, "Like, yeah, like uh, the guy told me he said uh, that I that I had an interesting voice, and and that uh, you know I should do, I should get up there." So he signed me up, and I'm going on, uh, you know, uh, right after like the third guy. And I was like, "Oh, that's fucking cool." And then the next time I went, I was uh, with a pretty attractive friend of mine and um, the same thing happened. They're like, Oh yeah, you're too late. Cause I showed up like an hour early and there was like almost nobody there. And he said, yeah, you're too late again. Sorry, bud. Uh, tough luck. And then he, my friend came to meet me there and he's like, uh, Oh yeah, you, you seem pretty funny. Why don't you sign up? And I was like standing like right behind him and he's like, uh, he saw me and he knew that I heard him tell her to sign up and, I was just like, yeah, let's just get the fuck out of here. So we left. But, yeah, that's that's been my experience with Arizona. So well, that's it's unfortunate. Not, uh, and I don't give a shit who hears this. Uh, yeah, fuck Arizona comedy. Right in the ear. Well,
12: uh, well, you know, I haven't done too much there yet to make an opinion one way or another. I've done a little bit, but I did all of it. <laughs> I will say that Raphael is showing Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, I will I, say
12: that, like, that's today. I will say that uh, there are, like, things that happen in comedy in San Francisco, too, that are just, like, very clicky and dramatic, and I don't personally really have any involvement in any of them, but I hear about them, and it sucks, but, uh, I don't know, man, it's fun. If you ever come visit, I... I you should just do some impressions for the fun of it and come with us. Yeah, well, <laughs>
6: as, as the kids say, spill the tea, fam. Say less.
12: <laughs> I'll spill the tea when uh, you come and visit me. I made a poem like Dr. Seuss.
6: Yeah, oh, I don't know what yeah. the fuck any of that means. Okay,
12: well, that's why it was a poem,
6: because I'm also <laughs> 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 All right, well, this has been fun.
12: <laughs> All right, we're going to say goodbye to Nick, everybody. Thank you for being here, Nick. Thank you for waking up. Um, I appreciate you, and it has been really cool catching up. And let me know when you have cool stuff happening. Talk about
6: it. Yeah, I'll send you a telegram. Western Union. Yeah, perfect.
12: (laughs) All right, man. Have a good night. It was good talking to you.
6: You too. Later. Later.
12: All right. And you, everyone, can still hear me, right? We're learning things doing stuff yeah we're still on i what time is it it is seven o'clock my friends uh we are also going to say goodbye to Raphael because he is heading over to mars bar for the open mic tonight um if you are out there and looking to do some comedy mars bar is happening right now and you can go over there yep going to be very cool I am also hosting a show at Comet Club tonight. Um, so I'm about to head out too, but I'm going to play you guys a cool song before I go. And what else do we want to talk about? Uh, oh, next week, uh, Wednesday, uh, the 28th, it is not an open mic at Mars Bar. It is a drag comedy show. I think I said last week or the week before that it was that night. I was incorrect. There was still an open mic. So anybody who showed up got oh, to got participate it. in the free drink raffle, which they do like free drink raffles. And stuff. It's very dope. But next week is the drag comedy showcase. Tonight I'll be hosting a comic club. Rafi will be at the uh Mars bar mic with Mutiny Radio, uh, which I believe Pam is hosting this evening. If not, she'll have super cool comedian there. So and yeah, we'll have um we'll have more show time like on the air for you guys next next week. Um, Yeah, next week and the week after for sure. So we're just kinda getting things up and running this month and um feeling out all of the the tech here. So I have been hosting as well on Wednesdays, but I'm excited to like get some real guests in here for you guys. Like Nick was the first real guest we've really had that's not a comedian. I think Emma and Mark and Rafi will all be here regularly, so I think of you guys as like commenters, as like regular kind of Stop and co host whenever you want to be because you're welcome. It's like an open door, obviously. Um, but I want to get some non comedian guests in here. Nick was the first of those, and I'm excited to keep doing that and draw parallels between um, creativity and other places in the world and comedy. Um, yeah. And you got anything to add? To that
1: anything? Not at all.
12: Not at all. <laughs> Raphael's a little stoned, yeah, allegedly, stoned. allegedly stoned. <laughs> um, by the way, I did not say this at the beginning of the show, and I totally meant to. I played a super rad song, and it was called Voices of the Dead by Calabrese. They're out of Arizona. They actually went to high school with Nick, and uh, him and I had them on our show, "Guns After Curfew at KDIF. And it was dope, and they are, I believe the term is a horror, horror rock band. We're going to close out with one of their newer songs. Called and I will.
3: That influences your reproduction.
14: You won't have a chance to-
10: But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, Best of Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino. I'm headed down to Beauty Radio at the corner of Twenty First and Florida. They got Slum shle- eels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate two to five dollars. On hold, hold on. What is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Ben Bow
0: Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh.
2: There is <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour,
5: the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming.
10: daddy daddy what are we gonna do today
0: at 2 p.m on a saturday afternoon
10: oh over there at the parklet in front of atlas cafe for titans of comedy
0: that that's titans of comedy apparently they've got great sandwiches cafe drinks and even some of my favorite beverages like beer wine and sangria all the things i drink to forget your mother Anywho, take it with
10: the freezers,
5: Freezer
0: Reservations on Eventbrite. Talk in public schools.
5: In tri-level, dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Whoisthatlive.com? Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy, and those that (laughs) go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows. Join
14: us on a journey into the absurd. Radio Havana,
11: 1109
4: Valencia. Wednesday. In San Wednesday. Francisco.
2: Wednesday. The Wyatt Wednesday. Act. Improv Wednesday. of music. Live every Wednesday. Wednesday. From 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Wednesday.
5: 730 come to omg on savory 6th street for dgif thank gods it's funny every third friday at omg check us out free shows great drink specials hilarious comics every friday san francisco gouging ya. here we go free comedy with Mutiny e-radio you know you love us third fridays of every month omg 6th street Come on out with your friends. Mutiny Radio, chigif at O M G.
2: balance great okay. stuff. Check it out. Okay. Labor and Love okay. is every Take Saturday, easy. 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Bye Serve bye. somebody. Bye now.
14: Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco.
15: I I go out for a walk, I drop into the gallery and I say, Hey, hi. How are you? Fine. You know, how's your work going? Okay, you know, it's just not like it in the 60s.
5: Are you looking for local, local handcrafted... You know,
15: ...survive, produce, stick it out. It's a jungle out there, so just keep working. And the phone rings, and she says, oh, excuse me, will you... Well, hi. How are you? How's your work? Good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, stick it out. Uh, it's not the 60s. You know, listen, i got to go now. Your lunch would be great. Next week? Yeah, great. Very busy now, but next week could be fine. Okay, bye now. And I go to Magooz for a bite, and I see Frank, and I go over to his table and I say, Hey Frank, hi, how are you? How's your work? Good. Okay, yeah, mine's okay, too. You know, I'm broke, you know, but working. Listen, I gotta go. Um, okay, listen, we should really get together. Why don't you drop by sometime? That would to be great. Oh, uh, listen, take care. Take it easy. I'll see you. I'll call you. Bye-bye. Bye now. And I go to a party, and everyone's sitting around wearing these party hats, and it's really awkward, and no one can think of anything to say. So we all move around fast. And it's, Hi, how are you? Hey, listen, where have you been? Nice to see you. Sorry I didn't make your performance last week. Listen, we should really get together next week. You know, I'll call you i'll see you okay bye bye and i go home and the phone rings and it's alan and he says hey hi listen i'm gonna have a show on cable tv and it's gonna be about loneliness you know people in the city who for whatever sociological psychological philosophical reasons just can't seem to communicate
5: it's six o'clock everybody you're listening to in SF. We're here for the happy hour, yay, the happiest hour of two hours-ish of comedy every Friday at 6 o'clock. We've got comedians from everywhere. They're going to do jokes, and it's going to be fun, and we all love stage time, and it's great, and uh, thanks for donating, everybody, Mutiny Radio at Venmo. Thanks for giving us money, helping us stay alive, yay, so that we can help you help us. Cool. Oh, that sounds of, I love, there is like a little bit of sour cream on your cheek, and I've just never, Okay. It's cute. You know, that's the thing, is errant food on a young man, so cute. On an old dude, gross. <laughs> right? If you see an old man with, like, sour cream on the bottom of his lip, you want to vomit. But if you see it on, like, Peter Struckmeyer, you're like, oh, yeah, baby doll. I just opened by, but it's, <laughs> I should have turned your mic up for that. You guys can guess the punchline. Put your hands together for your first comedian of the night, everybody. It's Dan Lewis. Yay!
8: How's it going, guys? What's up? All right, we're rocking it here today. How we doing? How we doing? Cool, cool. What do we got here today? I see Brady Pearson. I know everybody's name in the entire crowd. This is exciting for me. That was good. My, My mulleted friend right there. That haircut, by the way, that is an insult to the bald man right there. To waste precious resources like that, that is not fucking right, man. More like child molester in the front, child molester in the back. Child molester on his upper lip. Actually, I don't think people should suspect uh, Connor. No, no, parents should not have a problem with him because it's like, no child molester is going to dress that on the nose, you know? Honey, why did you let that guy take our kid camping? I don't know, just. You saw the haircut, fanny pack full of lollipops. A little on the nose. I guess we'll find out on Monday. Okay. Uh, just wanted to make fun of my friend a little bit um, before I started. And I wasn't ready. Yeah, I am. It sucks being bald, man. I had to. F- kind of suck. People ask me. People were asking me all after the Oscars about my opinion, just because I'm a member of the bald community. And I, th- I don't really have any strong feelings about it, but I I really did enjoy being in exactly the same category as Jada Pinkett Smith in a civil rights struggle. That was fun. If I ever see her, I can be like, fight the power. That's pretty cool. People, my friends are like, that's different, man. She's got alopecia. That's different, and I'm like, how's it different how you got here, okay? We're at the same spot. We wound up in the same place. That'd be like if you are missing a foot. You saw another guy who was missing a foot, you're like, hey, I know how it is, brother. He's like, yeah, diabetes, and you're like, no, train accident, and he's like, I guess you don't know how it is done, you piece of shit. <laughs> you guys ever notice how people are, so many people are like uh, almost proud of not being able to do math? They'll be like, oh, you know me, and don't make me do math. I can't do math. No one ever does that for other disciplines. You know, no one ever goes, Oh, you know me, I'm reading. Don't make me read. I can't read. I can't read, you guys. Trying to date responsibly, bought some condoms the other day, got some magnums. Yeah, I got some bought some mediums and some smalls too. I base it on the size of the vagina myself. That's right. You've heard that one. Okay. Was, oh, I was well. I was well. I was trying to do is think of a, a another tag for it where I'd go uh, uh, based on the size of the vagina. Uh, I'm like a goldfish. I just grow the size of the tank. And the, uh, I like I'm trying tank right now. But I yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> and then I'm gonna say, <laughs> and then gonna say. And then I was gonna say. And I was gonna say. I'm having sex. She's like, "Oh, you're so big." And I'm like, "Don't pin this on me." Uh, yeah or or uh oh you're so big and i'm like sorry you had to find out this way no it's not i'm not no i'm not doing that i'm not doing that okay i'm sorry thanks for the feedback i appreciate it you guys and i had a i i did have a story that i wanted to tell about a uh, another comic friend of mine a guy a guy you, you guys might know he was over at my house in the backyard and we were having uh we we're having some drinks marcus marcus howard we're having some drinks. And Marcus, okay, let's just say, Mar- you know, Marcus maybe sounds uh, a little whiter than he is. I don't know. Does that, is that checking out with anybody? He sounds like Professor Frank from the Simpsons, Marcus. Okay? And he's out there in the backyard just dropping N-bombs in my neighborhood, right? Left, left and right. And I got high fences, okay? So all I know is the neighbors just hear some dude who sounds white saying the N-word over and over again, and I'm like, Marcus, you want to fucking cool it a little bit, man? He's like, listen, man, that's, that's 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 our word. I'm allowed to say that word as much as I want. And I'm like, all right, fine. I can't take it away from you, but could you maybe blacken it up a little bit when you do it? I <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Thank you, guys, I appreciate it.
5: Dan Lewis, everyone! That's a funny new story. Yeah, that's lovely. Uh, yeah, comedy is truth. Your next comedian ha- is the one with the mullet. <laughs> I call him the Jizz Master. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy like motion for Connor Lawsdale. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Oh, the music stopped. Yeah,
14: <laughs> Jizz Master. That's what <laughs> the kids call me down at the school right there. <laughs> it's reverse psychology. You know, you think it's too on the nose? Uh, that's what I'm doing on purpose. Get these, get their guard down so I can molest children. That's the joke. Okay, what are we doing? What else were you talking about, Dan? I wanted to retort. Yeah, okay, I guess that's all it was. I was just telling Dan about that. I do have a problem with road rage. And I realized that when I, I was in the car, I said this out loud to myself. <laughs> with zero hesitation or thought behind it, I said, I'm gonna regret that decision for the rest of my life. And the decision was just to let someone go in front of me. I'll be on my deathbed, <laughs> Come, come closer. I shouldn't have let that fucking Prius in. I should have known. It cost me 45 seconds. I don't, I don't have any tattoos. You got anyone here have tattoos? Pam's got a bunch of tattoos. I never got one, you know? I just never... I, I feel weird. I want to judge anyone else, but I, I'd feel weird about it. Like I'd, To me, it's kind of like, you're just like, oh, this tattoo here, this represents how cool I want everyone to think I am. And then this one here, this represents uh, how cool I want everyone to think I am. And th- this one here, this represents that I'm a Jew. The holocaust joke. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It took you a second. I don't even like holocaust jokes. In fact, I don't even like the holocaust. If it was up to me... If I had a say in the matter, I would go. I would vote no, hol- no holocaust. If I was back then, I would have been like, hey, don't... Don't do that to them. Bad. In fact, if I had a time machine, I would go back, I would kill Hitler. Wouldn't you guys do that? A lot of people talk about that. Dan loves talking about it. I thought that was a good idea, but then I thought, what if you go back in time, you kill Hitler, but what if there was another guy that was way more evil and way more efficient? No, he, he, back in Hitler's time, more evil, more efficient, but he just got beat out by Hitler's charisma. You go back in time, you kill Hitler, but that then that guy takes over. You think you did a good thing, you come back to the future. Zero Jews. Just n- none at all. Best thing on TV is young Sheldon. There's Schmegma everywhere. But then we realized that uh, schmegma is this unlimited renewable resource. So it d- turned out to be – I guess you got to weigh that one. We don't really know. Is that worth all the Jews? Unlimited energy? Okay. There was one more. <laughs> I'm going to ch- put a shirt on. You guys ever – Fellas, you ever come too fast when you're jacking off? That's not that's that's a sad moment. I, I I can't even satisfy myself. Oh all right, guys. My name is Connor. Thank you very much.
5: Connor Lawnsdale, everyone. He's gonna put a shirt on for his show.
3: Next Happy show.
5: It's a hot day, and uh, I w- I've always I. Someday, we'll find out what's in that fanny pack. All right. I know what's in your next comedian's fanny pack. Oh, I was trying to make a weird... I don't know what that meant. Put your hands together for Peter Strachmeier! Yay!
2: It's a metaphor for my asshole. Hello, gentlemen. It's truly just Jens and Pam here. Pam, you're like an honorary gay man. It's men and gay men here. Hi. Um, I really enjoy latin man latin men latin latin man could you imagine <laughs> that as a superhero <laughs> let's start that over i really enjoy latin men do we like the latinos latin- latinas Latinxes? yes yes i think they're very sexy uh i hooked up with a older latin man from brazil um when i was traveling a couple weeks ago and you know he comes back to my hotel room we have sex He leaves, he does not spend the night, but he FaceTimes me the next morning, and he's like, I miss your smell. I was like, you miss my smell? Like, the fuck is wrong with my armpits? So here I am trying to assess all the pheromones that I'm apparently giving off. Then I learned, or then I realized, there was a Chipotle burrito bowl next to my bed. So this motherfucker thinks that uh, my pheromones are like barbacoa and extra guac. And this happened a couple of weeks ago. This guy has still not taken a fucking hint that I am not going to date him. So every morning he'll send me a good morning, how did you sleep message. And each day I reply with, pretty good, great, yeah, Slept well and nothing happens until the next day. And then we repeat the like, cycle over again. Pretty good. Yeah. Slept well. This morning though, I'm gonna read from my phone for this, uh, because I have no new material. Um he messaged me this morning a childhood fable. Anyone get one of those? Slide into your DMs? No, just me. So I woke up this morning to A message that's this long. Let's look at my phone here for a second. They spent a day and a night on a small farm belonging to a very poor family. When they returned from the trip, the father asked his son, how was the trip? Very good, daddy. And at this point I saw the word daddy and I thought this story is going to go in a different direction. Do you understand the difference between wealth and poverty? Yes. And what did you learn? Asked the father. The son replied, I saw that we have a dog at home. They have four. We have a swimming pool that reaches the middle of the garden. They have a stream that has no end. We have a covered and lit porch. They have an entire forest. At the end of the answer, the father was open mouthed. What was he going to blow someone without reaction. And the little boy hugging his father tightly added. Thank you, dad, for showing me how poor we are. This little boy may have taught his father the greatest lesson. It all depends on the way you look at things. The things that really matter are priceless. If you have love, friends, family, health, a good mood, and a positive attitude towards life, you have it all. If you are poor in spirit, you have nothing. Yeah, that slid into my DMs this morning. Being gay is wild, y'all. I get motherfucking childhood fables in my DMs from strange Latin men that I hook up with. I'm leaving you there. That's been my time. I'm Peter Struckmeyer. Uh give it up for whoever's next, for Pam, for Yay.
5: Yay, Peter Struckmeyer. Yeah, I had to start dating young Latinos because I was tired of young white guys calling me mommy. Alright, your next comedian. He's Big Daddy in the room. Put your hands together for Tim Taylor!
9: Yeah, daddy, daddy, great to see everybody. My name's Tim Taylor. I uh, love the wet, warm weather and celebration and anticipation of it. I actually shaved all my pubic hair, just shaved it all off. And challenges. challenge is I actually have put on weight over the pandemic. And so I have this little pouch here. And so, yeah, and so, like, when I look down, I see the jowly chin of Mitch McConnell looking at me. Like, I look down at my pubi- pubis, and it's just... Oh, I've gotten more votes from the great people of Kentucky than any other senator in history. Somehow my pubis uh, hates all people but has an Asian fetish. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's slowly growing back, so my pubes are kind of wispy. It looks like uh, that uh, poison uh, trickster in that movie The Princess Bride. Inconceivable! Ah, uh, you know, I was looking at myself in the mirror the other day without a shirt on, and I noticed I have a before body for sure, right? <laughs> a before body. But I have after hair. Oh yeah. You know how guys like are really buff, they like stretch themselves. I just do this shit when I'm thinking. I'm like I just throw my hair around. That's like, when I say no, I go like this, no. Oh boy, but I, you know, I'm working on my dating life. I uh, I consider becoming a sugar daddy. Anybody, any sugar? Are you a sugar daddy? You are not. No, not. good. <laughs> good call. Never thought about being a sugar daddy. Not, not neither do I. So I'm like a fake sugar daddy. I'm like a stevia daddy, or like a sweet and low daddy. There's just there's something about asking, telling a woman I'm going to spoil her by taking her to the Nordstrom Rack cafe. It just <laughs> doesn't hit the bed bath and beyond bistro <laughs> the target trattoria like it's just i'm not attracting the right kind of women in my life i see that and i'm not off book either which is um, you know the thing is, is I, I happen to weight mostly because i eat my pain and um, it's because my mom's love language was volume she just yelled all the time at me you know what i'm saying it's just like i'd come home upset from work and she would or upset from work as a child I could come home upset from assembling iPhones. <laughs> I fucked that joke up, but it was probably funnier than the actual punchline. And it's like, you know, I, I didn't feel included in my own home. I felt excluded. But I'm actually into inclusion. Actually, Peter mentioned earlier about la- Latinos, Latinas. There's that that saying Latinx. You guys heard that? I'm like, oh, my God, there's like a Latinx games. Skateboarder jumping? Oh, God, that is, sorry, that joke is borderline racist. Oh, come on. Oh, boy, thank you. So, uh, you know, I am sober, been sober for 11 years. Okay, thank you. From crystal meth, which never gets an applause. And crystal meth, crystal meth is the... (laughs) Crystal meth is the Ringo star of drugs. It's just, it's just, it has no, it has no thing. And and I, I did get my MBA. I got my Wharton MBA when I was high on crystal meth. MBA. I was mostly a boring asshole when I was in class. But uh, I'll leave you with this: that uh, you know the anybody watched the Grammys? No, of course not. It's getting out of date. Here's the thing: any fucking award show named after a nickname for a grandma is not gonna work grammys yes no thank you i'm tim taylor <laughs> Yeah, tim taylor
5: grammy i guess i didn't what did i call my grandma grandma i don't know um i'm old enough to be your next comedian's grandma put your hands together for ian langland's
7: yay <coughs> What's up? I thought I was sixth. Oh. Okay. I'm making do. What's up, everybody? Good energy. How are we? We're good? Good. Um, I've been thinking, I, 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 I don't understand why or when we decided that the remedy to help people when they're going through a problem is food. People always buy them food, right? You know, if something bad happens to a family member or, like, a loved one, it's always Food. Doesn't make any sense. I don't think anyone's ever been eating meatloaf and it's just like, God, this is so good. I almost forgot about my cancer diagnosis. Like that's never happened, right? It's never. Ha- also, the audacity to think your cooking is good enough to make anybody feel better, okay? Because it happened to me a few months ago. My mom, she broke her hip. And we were just flooded with food. It's like a goddamn potluck. But all it was was just a full compost bin because half that shit was inedible. All right. Keep the chicken casserole at home, Janet. You don't know how to season. No one wants it, it's bad, it's <laughs> not good. And they always, ask you, they always ask you the open-ended question, they always ask you, if there's ever anything you need, don't hesitate to reach out. Right? Always the same fucking question. I want to take advantage of that question next time. Next time I get asked that, I'm going to be like, you know what would make me feel better? A new fucking TV, that's what would make me feel better. The new Obi-Wan show's coming out, I want to watch it in 4K. But the reason why people ask that question is because it gets their guilt off their chest, right? It's just really so they feel better. They don't really want to help. It's just so they feel better. They feel like they're making a difference. But I want to test it. Uh, how far are they willing to go? Next time I get asked, like, if there's any, anything ever anything you need, don't hesitate to ask. I'm going to be like, you know what would make me feel better? Six ounces of black tar heroin. That's what I want. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, no, 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 that was, I, that's not really what I meant. I'll be like, no, 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 you said what you wanted. It would make me feel better. Get on the line with the cartel, Janet, all right? Give them your casserole. Maybe they'll give you a discount. I don't know. That's all I got for that. I um, What was I going to do? Oh, yeah, I'm uh. you guys ever heard of the phrase toxic masculinity? You ever heard that phrase before? Yes, toxic masculinity. If you want to see it in real time, tell a man he has soft hands. Um, you'll see it up close <laughs> and personal. Uh, Yeah, so if you don't know what it is, it's when a man – he suppresses his insecurities, and then f- and then asserts dominance over others by becoming, you know, arrogant or rude. I would love a little bit of that. I'm going to be honest with you. I would love just a little bit of it, right? I'm very insecure, just enough so I don't get anxious when I get a phone call. You know, I just want to feel a little more confident. I want to feel a little good. <laughs> I would u- I would use it for good. I wouldn't be an asshole about it. You know, I could take some from <laughs> someone who's not doing any good, like a Brett Kavanaugh or like a Jake Paul. I'm not using it for any good. I want it. I see it all the time, toxic masculinity, I see it. It Blows my mind. I was at a party one time and this guy walks in. He goes up to the first girl he sees and he goes, you're hot, you're coming home with me. I could never do that in a million years, never. One time I was in my car and I saw a beautiful woman walking on the sidewalk and I glanced up at her respectfully. I looked at her up and down and then she made eye contact with me and I audibly said alone in my car, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I don't know why, but I did. So bad. That's such a beta move, that's what it is. The only time I have a little bit of toxic masculinity is to myself. It's my inner dialogue. It's really what it is. Like If I'm at a restaurant, it'll be like yelling at myself, like, order quicker, the waitress thinks you're a pussy. Tell. I'll see my reflection on the street and be like, I could fucking kick that guy's ass. I could. And then I'm shadow boxing the air like a T.L. crackhead, you know? And then I lose to myself. That's how weak I am. I lose every time. All right, that's all I got. Thank you, everybody. Ian
5: Langland. It's weak in muscles but strong in comedy. Yay. I'll take it. I'll take it. I don't know. I didn't. You always have. Cl- I don't know what your muscles are. Like. You were just talking about being weak, and I was trying to be a good host. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm high. Uh, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody. It's Dorian Trung. Yay. <laughs>
16: how's it going everyone Uh, i always thought uh, when people died from their addictions are like super cool and then i realized it's not as cool when i tell people i'm killing myself with food Had to give that up um i used to be 300 pounds and then i lost the weight because i didn't want to work on my personality you know i mean i'm still fat but you know not fat enough for a child to stop me in the middle of the street to make an announcement you know what i mean you know, when a kid's like, Mom, look, he's fat. Which is always awkward, you know, when you uh have to hit someone else's kid. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> I'm uh I have I have what people call a, a dad bod, but I'm trying to get down to stepdad bod. I just want my body to be good enough to, you know, to impress the single moms. Like messy enough so that her kids knew know that like her mom their mom could do better, but she can't. And, but I mean, who who am I joking? I mean, I can't do better either. Like if I wanted to do better, I would have to be rich, and there's no way I could make that happen. I've admitted it. But a stepdad bot is not bad. You know, it's kind of like driving a used Corolla. You know, I could. You're always afraid that'll die on you, but you know it's more reliable than you think. I, uh, I have a hard time dating. Um, I don't really have a face for Tinder. My, my face is more suited for like blind dates and arranged marriages. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm like the guy that you match, you know, with your fourth favorite daughter, the lesbian of the family. I mean, but, I mean, Tinder is, <laughs> is very interesting, you know, I feel. As a man, it's way easier to catfish people online. You know what I mean? Like I just—I don't even need to use uh, filters or anything. I could just lie to them with words. You know, on Tinder I say crazy things like I'm a male feminist. You know what I mean? Like saying I'm a male feminist is like a woman telling guys like they don't care about money. Like almost everyone says it, but like none of us actually believe it. Uh, My friend tried to give me some dating advice. He said, uh, "Look, you just gotta be more aggressive. Stop being such a beta bitch." I was like, dude, why you got poke me in the chest so hard? <laughs> Ugh. I mean, I, 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 I'm not an alpha male, you know. You know, the ladies might see me and they think like, oh yeah, I could be, I'll be safe with him. But you know, who knows? I'm, I'm built like a, uh, you know, one of those home security stickers that you put on the window. Like it might deter most, but if someone breaks in, you'll wish you had the real thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what else do I have here? Uh, I guess some dark ones would be good about now <laughs> i'm uh i'm quite the hypocrite you guys i uh i really want world peace but i also really want there to be a drone strike on my neighbors because I mean, they keep playing the damn music you know what i mean like i think like unwanted music is probably like the worst thing you hear from your neighbor i would almost say it's worse than hearing your neighbor beat their wife because a beating only lasts a couple of seconds and after that they go through what they call a honeymoon phase which is Honestly, honeymoon for everyone around them is great. So quiet. All right, I think that's my time. Thank you.
5: Dorian Trung, everyone. All right, uh, I'm going to run around and, and do my time now because we're waiting for a couple people on the list. So, yay. after the misogynist drone strike, knock, knock, predator drone. Don't answer your door, you're dead. It's <laughs> a predator drone. Do you know anything about predator drones? That was dumb. <laughs> These little flies are like predator drones right now. Who are they going to land on? How are you here? Are you Neither of you are comedians? You're oh just no. neighbors that are like, we want some comedy. Fuck <laughs> yeah, thank you for being here. This is very exciting. feel like we're already friends. I can let you know that I am. Uh, my clit is so big, I can use a cheerio as a cock ring. I'm not actually a comedian. I'm just single and not on any dating apps. And so just whenever I see a microphone, I'm like, hey, something could happen. How cute is your dad? How much do you hate your mom? Dang, that's right. I met your mom. She is cool. I'm just I'm shopping to be a stepmom right now. They, they say dress for the job you want. And I want to be a stepmom in Walnut Creek. Thank you. Yeah, after this whole month of Women's History Month and being a strong, independent feminist is hard. I want to be a dependent now. I'm like, can you just? I just put feminism back 40 years, but I don't care. I still, I'm hoping someday there'll be some rich man in in Walnut Creek listening to some strange podcast with his seven and nine-year-old there. And I don't know. I can dream I just want I could just be a nanny I suppose <laughs> I don't, Then I wouldn't have to fuck him although maybe sometimes the nanny does so I I used to be a nanny um, And here's the thing having sex on top of a baby is not pedophilia, okay? Because the baby's here and like I'm getting banged from behind I'm making eye contact with the baby right and the baby can only see like 15 inches in front of its face anyway and Just because the baby's first words are doesn't make me a bad nanny. <laughs> it makes me a bad nanny. Cool. I used to do this. I used to nanny, and it was great. And the best thing about it is you get like, it's like nanny 2.0. Woo! It's like this new workout program. Woo! So when you do in the, the baby cart, you like go up the hills and you keep a pace and you do this, and then you change your arms so you can get the bye bye arms when you wave and it goes bye bye. And the best part is when your heart rate gets above a certain rate, for twenty minutes you start burning fat and I smoke and eat so much weed that I get high. Off my own, ho- I get to the top of the hill with the baby and I'm like, Woo, we did it. Parents are here. Let's play on the playground. I don't even have to smoke. I'm just high. It's fun. Did you know that? When you when you burn your there's another this is exciting. I'm not drinking tonight, um, but I do really enjoy drinking and I'm want to hang out with a small child because I want to win the science fair uh, and it might not be the most appropriate thing but it's basic chemistry so sometimes in the morning uh, I throw up because I'm an alcoholic and so I go to the to the refrigerator and I drink a cup of cold water now if I have a small child and I drink 8 ounces of 38 degree water and then I vomit 22 minutes later and the child takes the temperature of the water how many calories did I burn being an alcoholic? We can have graphs. We can win the science So You remember basic science. See, yeah! No one ever gets that joke because they're all too dumb. Here's another joke I can never do. Uh, no one reads the Bible. Heathens here. Sodom and Gomorrah. Terrible people. No, it's fine. I, I mean, I okay. I love reading the Bible, though. I like to mine it for feminist tropes. And there's. I've learned everything I know about feminism from the Bible. Two books, Esther and Ruth. Oh, I love this It's topical right now. Passover, Esther, the whole thing. How did Esther save the entire Jewish people? How did she do that? Was she clever? Good at sports? A great orator? Nay, she had a hot rack and didn't look Jewy. That was, her name was Hadassah. They changed it to Esther, far less Jewy. One last joke. Uh, I have a fetish for uncircumcised guys, clearly. Yeah, right? Yeah, circumcision His choice, his decision. Not lop off the tips of our baby's dicks. I mean, Jews do it fine. You got the covenant with Yahweh. He can do whatever he wants with those foreskins, put them on his fingers, eat them off like olives, call on Ariana salad. Yeah, we're thinking, yeah. So maybe you'll know where I'm going with this. I want to take an uncircumcised guy, I want to pull up his dick, pull his foreskin up over his dick, put a shot of Jameson in his foreskin. Because I want whiskey dick for real. I finally get what I want it's twofold uh, one I'm an alcoholic and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey and two boys are gross and you have to clean out all that schmegma. yay I'm your host back there Pam Benjamin trying to make you laugh this is crazy Brady are you ready all right fuck yeah uh, your jacket today is may I do not doubt your commitment to sparkle motion it oh. yeah, you are a believer. Put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson.
17: Oh, my God. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? You two. Hi, how are you two doing? It's very excited to have you two here. I I, I know Lauren. Lauren is the famed creator of um, Giraffe Corner, a multi-platinum famous little show on YouTube. We should all talk about that, but thank you two for being here. Now, does um, I have a question? Does anybody okay? Do you see my shirt? It's, what does it say? Like I drag. San Francisco. Does anybody here speak homosexual? Because that's what that means. Is that not normal? Okay. Does anybody here speak heterosexual? Because I have some questions for you. If we, I just want us all to get along. Okay. So earlier today, we heard this comedian talk about being an alpha male. Are any are there any alpha males in this room? Keith. That doesn't count. She has more balls than all of us. So there's, n- so there's an alpha. Are, are you a beta then? We don't even know. Are you guys? Are you straight? Can I ask? You, I mean, like, you're both. You're straight, both of you. Oh, okay. Well, let, we'll see about that after the show. I mean, I can work on that. Um, but yeah. So I was thinking. Okay. So alpha and alpha and beta. So one is the more dominant. Is that what it is? Can you help me understand? Is that what it is, Keith? And so a beta is more like a bitch, like something like you can put down the beta, right? Okay, so I just want you all to know that like we speak the same terms. I wanna give you some gay speak today. We call that stay with me now top and bottom. So right, so now if you're a beta means I can come and fuck you. Oh damn it, that didn't come off with but I can still do it. Right. I mean, you're not as excited about that as I am. Okay. All right, that's fine. Started doing comedy a little later in life and uh, just turned 50-odd. and Really exciting. I have to say that because nothing thrills me more than having 30-year-old comics coming up to me and going, or speaking like, oh, my God, I just turned 30. 30. No one else has ever turned 30 before in their lives. I have no idea how it's done. There haven't been novels or written or even a shitty boomer show called 30 fucking something you have a fucking rule book you dumb cunts I am so old that I have probably swallowed your siblings your dad was great he really was and you're welcome I mean you didn't want that inter sibling rivalry did you oh no. I am doing service to God and the children this is what I tell myself when I'm sucking cock late at night Speaking of sucking a lot of cock, I've been sucking cock for so long, it begs the existential question of, like, how many miles of cock have I sucked? Like, I mean, the average cock is, what, are you six? Maybe? A turn? Ah. That's not going much anywhere, so. Well, it is, and math is hard. I'm Barbie. (laughs) Math is hard. And if it's hard, you know I love it. Um... (laughs) I'm going to leave you with a little song about the boys' camp that I really wish I'd gone to in Lake Put-It-In-Me, Wisconsin. It goes something like this. Can't put it in me, actually. Oh, I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me all the way. On your shores. Put it in me. I am yours. Put it in me but it's in me every day. Thank you ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brady.
5: Yay, Brady Pearson. And his commitment to sparkle motion. Yay. Oh my god, you, you kind of look like an exploded pi- pinata had a, had a orgy. <laughs> That's what I would call that jacket. Exploded pinata orgy. Fun time, Brady Pearson. All right, it's a compliment. I love it. I would wear that in a second. Oh my God, with like some white stretch pants, dear God. I don't know, I just thought white stretch pants are like really white tight jeans. I think those would be fun. Cause like pick up, there's the, anyway. You're a nice comedian. Comes to us uh, by way uh, from all over the world actually, from Brooklyn and Portland and everything else. Put your hands together for Keith Hemingway. I wish I
4: explored more places than New York and Portland cause that's all, no. I've discovered uh, San Francisco and I've discovered LA. Um, I don't think I want to go back to LA. LA is <laughs> a different type of fear. It's like, do I want to get shanked in this?